Hi folks, this is Brian May, and this is the Skateboarding Show. And we have our own little echo chamber here, don't we? A natural echo chamber in the centre of Stroud. Alright, it's your man Brett from the Skateboarding Show. Uh, as if I'm from anywhere else. Here to rant some more stuff about skateboarding. Uh, as if anyone cares. Today's subject matter is um, the interesting reality of the hypocrisy and contradictions, the hypocritical nature and contradictory nature of skateboarding, which I love because I love the idea that it's not simple. I love the idea that it's nuanced, it's subtle, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's nuanced and subtle, you know, you have to be, you have to be aware of it, you have to be conscious of it, you have to be, we don't, well that's the other thing, you don't have to be any of those things actually, you can still do skateboarding, no matter what, um, yeah, love that. So, what do I mean by the, uh, well first of all let's just go over that, that little bit that I just said as well about, about it being subtle and nuanced. I think there's something, I think there's something intellectual and intellectually challenging about skateboarding that I really like. I really like the idea that, uh, that it's subtle and nuanced and and that you have to uh, that you have to be aware of it you have to be you have to be conscious of it if you're going to really really understand it and if you're going to really really appreciate it because it's it is a language in and of itself and I don't just mean the words that we use to describe the tricks I mean I mean the idea that the, the, the actual tricks themselves are not that obvious to the untrained eye. Now, I'm acutely aware, as I've said before in other podcasts, that if you've been skateboarding a little while and you're listening to this, that I don't need to tell you this stuff. You already know that. You already, you've already sat down with your new girlfriend or your new boyfriend and showed them a skate video and they've gone, I don't get it. This guy's been doing the same thing for the last 15 minutes. And you're like, right, well, first of all, it's different people. And secondly, in each different section, he hasn't done the same thing twice. What are you on about? Like, that's because you can read skateboarding and you know the difference between a feeble grind and a smith grind and between a kickflip and a hill flip. And, and you can literally see what they're doing with the board. To somebody who doesn't skateboard, a 360 flip is just... It might well look like an accident. Well, he jumped up in the air and somehow it moved around. And, whoa, he happened to land back on it again. That's amazing, isn't it? It's like, well, no, no, he made it do that on purpose. It's not amazing. It's what he, it's what he aimed to do. So it's, it's subtle. Skateboarding's subtle and it's nuanced. And it requires you to be educated about skateboarding to be able to understand it. You don't need to be educated about skateboarding to be impressed by it or or to like it 
but to understand it. And maybe that's one of the, that's an interesting point because it's, the, you know, it's like that with general art, isn't it? You know, that's what my old art teacher used to moan about people that would have the opinion of, uh, I like what I know and I know what I like. Because he would say it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about their understanding of the art itself. But, but at the same time, that's a rather snobby point of view because do you really need to understand, understand art to be able to like it and to be able to appreciate it? And do you need to understand art to allow it to bring up a feeling in you, which is surely what the point of art is, you know? Like, do you have to be able to understand how to play the piano to appreciate and uh, a piece of music played on the piano? And do you have to understand it to have it bring up a feeling in you? Well, I would say, no, you don't. No, of course you don't. No, no. You don't, you don't have to be able to understand what key it's in or how it's played or or any of that sort of stuff or the nuances of the fact that the the composer has added a couple of notes from outside the key because he's made it he or she has made it work in that way of course you don't need to understand that stuff to have it bring up a feeling in you which is what art is supposed to do it's supposed to help us uh, experience and exercise our feelings that's the point of art, right? So, um, so it's nuanced. It's nuanced and it's subtle and it's detailed skateboarding. But part of the beauty of that, part of the beauty of the nuanced subtlety and detail of it is that it's incredibly uh, hypocritical and contradictory. And I've picked on three that I sort of want to highlight. Uh, and no doubt there's more. And if you can think of more, then by all means, leave a message, leave a, leave a comment or a message or whatever, or, or share them with your friends or whatever. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do, just as I'm sure you may or may not care about what I'm saying right now. Um, and you're welcome to not care. You're welcome to just listen to this for entertainment. I am not a leader. I do not have any answers I'm just pointing to some observations one observation is that skateboarding is hypocritical and contradictory and I love that because it's not simple it doesn't have some simple rules that you have to follow for example so the first one is that skateboarding is both incredibly selfish and and sociable all at the same time so it, um, skateboarding, uh, when I go out skateboarding and when I land a trick, it's only me that feels the amazingness of that trick. And it's only me that would benefit from me landing that trick. Uh, and even if you're a, even if you're a professional skateboarder or sponsored or you've got some other, um, some other alternative intent behind you doing skateboarding because let's be fair let's let's just be honest that if you're a professional or sponsored skateboarder or if you run a YouTube with lots of with hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers then are you going skateboarding because you love it or because you're getting paid to do it and because it creates you content I don't know 
only you can answer that. Uh, uh, and I, I'm totally open to the idea that 99.9% uh, .9 of professional skateboarders are going, I would still go skateboarding whether I got paid to do it or not. And that is beautiful and I love that and I respect that. But, you know, let's have some straight talk. Are people, maybe that's a different subject matter that we'll talk about another time. But even if you are sponsored or professional or you uh, use skateboarding as part of your content on your social media, whether you're professional or out or sponsored or not, um, even if you're one of those, when you land a trick, is it is it really your sponsors or your or your team that are, that are benefiting from you landing that trick, or is it just you that's going to benefit from landing it? Is it you that's going to get the satisfaction of landing it? Is it you that's going to get the satisfaction of knowing that you battled it for a couple of hours and now you've got it? I would argue that it's you that's going to benefit from doing it, uh, and not really anyone else. Uh, even if you use it, even if you get some footage and use that footage and give it to your sponsors and they use it for an edit which helps them to sell more product well you know ultimately it helps to keep you on the team and you get paid and you get free product so you're still benefiting even in a financial sense from it but let's take the everyday skateboarder let's like i've always said you know sponsored and true professional skateboarders and by that i mean people who are on a team and you can buy their board uh and people who are now calling themselves professional skateboarders who make money from YouTube and Instagram which that's questionable but again that's a different podcast maybe um, they uh, true true professional skateboarders are still will, will benefit from from getting paid uh, you know, there's still it's it's still only it's still only them that are benefiting from landing a trick, uh, and th and they will still struggle with it, and they will still uh, need to struggle sometimes until they land a trick. Um, but yeah, even if you even if you get some footage, and you and your company or your and and your and your sponsor's company uses that footage, or you you use it on YouTube, you're also going to financially benefit from it. Ah yes, right, okay. That's what I was saying. Let's talk about the everyday skateboarder because sponsored skateboarders and pro skateboarders and so-called pro skateboarders who are making money out of social media, uh, they only make up a small percentage of the overall skateboard population. Like, we know that, right? There's a whole population of skateboarders out there that are not sponsored and not pro and that are putting their stuff out there on social media and not making any money out of it because they don't have enough followers. They're just putting their content out just because. Um, do they benefit from landing a trick? Yes, yeah, they benefit from that from that moment of landing it, from, from succeeding in the battle of it. But only they benefit in that moment. And yet at the same time, so here's the contradictory nature, here's the, here's the hypocritical if you will, nature. It's incredibly selfish in the way that I've just described, only I benefit from landing my trick, yet it's incredibly social at the same time. We go out and do it with friends, because you can go and skateboard on your own, but it's kind of a bit boring, and it's kind of a bit lame, and you know, there's no energy, there's no feedback, there's no feedback loop that, that you can receive and give to. Because you can give, 
in skateboarding. It's not only selfish, you can give support and praise and encouragement to your friends and you can receive support and praise and encouragement from your friends. So, uh, and, and it's always, so, so it's, there, there's the contradiction. It's incredibly selfish, but also amazingly sociable. It's something only you benefit from, but it's better when you go and do it with friends. And it's better when you go and do it in a crew. And it's better when you go and do it um, with people that are your friends and that are gonna encourage you and be encouraged by you. Uh, because it just, because it just is, it just is better. Like, and we all know it is. And I don't really need to describe it. And if you're a beginner and if, and for some reason you're listening to this, um, you know, you probably know that already. You probably know that it's that it's good to go and do it with friends, get hyped, get hyped from them, uh, and and to kind of push yourself, because although it's only us, although it's only me that feels the benefit of landing a new trick, um, there is there is a vicarious experience. Uh, when your friends land a new trick and you're pleased for them and it hypes the session and it and it improves the session and everybody starts trying to skate a little bit better and people do skate a little bit better when they're hyped on it uh, because it's that energy that that makes people do better that makes them more invested into trying that little bit harder so uh, we encourage each other sociably to try and do a little bit better, but it's only us that benefit when we do do better. So it's incredibly selfish, but incredibly sociable at the same time. So uh, the next one is is sort of is sort of connected to that. Um, which is that skateboarding is both instant gratification but it takes a long time to get to that point so we reference to landing a new trick right in the moment it might take you a little while it might take you a couple of hours to land that new trick I don't know okay so I can only talk for myself I don't know what your process is or process proci processes I don't know what your process is or processes but for me, I need to. I usually need to break something down a little bit uh, and sort of build it back up to land a trick. So if I'm looking to, like, like I won't. I if if I go to a skate park and there happens to be a couple of different. Oh no, I don't do that. Okay, if I go to a skate park and there happens to be a couple of different sizes of bowl, then I'd probably start at the medium one, warm up, get the feel of that, and then try and see what I can do in the bigger one. I would not, I'm not one of those guys who goes straight in for the biggest bowl and like, yeah, let's just go straight in for it, let's just go. Like, I've got to go and warm up a little bit in the medium one. I've got to get a feel of my tricks, I've got to get my legs working, I've got to get the feel of being back on my board again. And and if there's some way of me, war, of, of sort of building something up. So if I want to ollie over a driveway, I might genuinely just start with popping a very small ollie knowing full well I'm just going to land on the top of the driveway and just get the feel of the transition of the takeoff or get a feel of the of the angle of the bank of the takeoff and, and then I might even 
as lame as it sounds, and I know it sounds lame, I know it does, but I might even just stand at the top of the driveway and do a caveman into the landing to remind myself of what it's like to land into a bank. Um, and then I might start uh, trying to mix the two things together and like popping a bigger ollie and going with a little bit more speed knowing that I can land into this bank, I know what it's like, I've just done a caveman into it, I got the feel of it, it's okay, I can do this. Um, and get my head around the idea of leaning more into the landing and staying over my board as opposed to just uh, popping the board and staying in the back pocket so I can bail out of it quickly and easily. I've got to stay over the top of it and commit to the landing of it. I am not someone who just do just looks at something and goes right and just goes for it straight away with a full-on committed go. I got to build into it. So, so I've got to take some time in that in on the day to land that one trick. I've also taken. 32 years to get to where I'm at with skateboarding. No matter no matter what trick it is I'm trying or technique I'm trying or or whatever it is I'm trying. It's it's taken 32 years for me to get to this point. So there's nothing instant gratification about what I'm doing at all. And at the same time when I land a trick that selfish benefit that I was just talking about that I get that selfish benefit from landing that trick straight away. I don't have to wait for it. I land the trick and I feel the exhalation and the an exhilaration and the happiness and the joy uh, and the satisfaction. I feel the satisfaction of landing it straight away. And the grat so so all that all that gratification, all that validation of the hard work, all that happiness, all that lovely feeling comes straight away I don't have to wait for it I don't have to it doesn't I don't have to uh, yeah I don't, I don't have to do anything further I land the trick and I get that feeling of gratification straight away but but that is after the potentially you know 30 minutes hour hour and a half of work I've put in and the 32 years of work I've put in to get to the point where I can skateboard and skateboard to the point where I'm at now, which is which is by no means some amazing level. I'm not trying to make out I'm I'm not a very good skateboarder at all. But uh, I've got to where I've got to after this amount of time. You know, and and, and it, it could be it could be 30 years we're talking about or five years, you know, like very few people jump on a skateboard and are good at it straight away. People have to put some time and effort into learning it. But the bent but the gratification they feel when they do a skateboard trick is instant. It's right there. You, you don't land a skateboard trick and then three days later feel good about it. So again, we're looking at a sort of slightly weird, contradictory um, perspective of reality that one could argue skateboarding is full of instant gratification. You land a skateboard trick, you feel great for it straight away. Someone else could equally argue, well, well, hang on, hang on. Nobody just jumps on a skateboard and is good at it and can do it straight away. So people have to put years of work into being able to just do skateboarding on a basic level and land a trick. So is it instant gratification or is it that you have to put years of work in? 
which is which nowhere near instant gratification, is it? That's not that's not instant. That's years and years of work. Again, slightly contradictory perspectives and points of view, both of which are accurate, and both of which exist and are part of the reality of skateboarding. Both of which add to, pardon me. As I say, both of which add to the. Um, the subtle, nuanced reality of skateboarding. Both the culture of it and the reality of it. Maybe not so much the industry. The industry is just like any other capitalist industry, but again, we, we, will, we can discuss that another time. The, the, the cultural phenomena, which is skateboarding, and the physical reality of doing skateboarding is nuanced and subtle and contradictory. It is selfish, but sociable. It is uh, instant gratification, but hard work and delayed gratification at the same time. And then the next thing I guess I'm going to get at is that uh, it's something that I might also look at separately in a in a in a different podcast. But I'm definitely going to bring it up here because depending on what other social media channels you follow and what you do. Uh, the, the proposition has been put forward that skateboarding is toxic to beginners um, and it might well be and I think that's you know it, we're supposed to I'm supposed to be saying something about no 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 it's not no it's all fine like you know maybe it is maybe it is and maybe that's okay maybe it's okay to have a filter to say you know this is a dangerous activity it's something that's going to mess with your mind a little bit at some points, and and before we before we embrace you and accept you into this community, we need to see that you've got what it takes, because we're all still battling with whether or not we we've got what it takes, and it's not easy and it's not simple and it's nuanced and subtle and it's complex. It's incredibly complex, and when you turn up thinking it's easy and it's it's simple and it's and that it's uh, easily defined, it's sort of a little bit annoying to us because it's not. That is not how skateboarding is. Skateboarding is not a matter of giving it a go. Like, you've got to land it or not land it. Skateboarding is not a, a case of, um, well, you know, I've mastered all of skateboarding because I've done a couple of tricks. No, you bloody well haven't. You haven't in the slightest. You're nowhere near mastering anything. You know, um, skateboarding isn't about making sure you've got the right branded board and wheels and trousers and shoes. It's nothing to do with that. Um, so, so it it can be it can be toxic, especially because it's become a lot more mainstream and there's a lot more people doing it now. So you've got a lot more people getting involved in it who think that just because they've been doing it for two minutes, they have the right to have an opinion. Of course they have the right to have an opinion. They are totally entitled to have an opinion. But that's my point. They're, they, they are a little bit entitled. And they know they're entitled to have an opinion. But just as equally, I think other people are entitled to dismiss their opinion. And to say, let's we'll give it five years, ten years, and then see what your opinion is then. And see what you've got to say about it then. And see whether you're still doing it then. And then maybe if you are, and you're still doing it, and you're still doing it to some even to some degree that we agree with or that which is totally of course it's toxic and that's and that's part of the and, and again that's maybe part of the contradiction that 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 
who who says who who says the gatekeepers are right? Because they're both right and they're wrong. They're, they're they're right to be gatekeepers about this beloved culture, and they're also wrong to be gatekeepers because we should be encouraging people. But the the contradictory nature really comes in with with skateboarding's toxic to beginners, and at the same time, it's incredibly open and encouraging of beginners. I have seen I have seen top level pros help the little kid down the skate park who has barely even got like half decent kit. I have seen really experienced um, like avid lifestyle skateboarders give over hours of their time to help beginners. Um, I've also seen, you know, maybe also skateboarding is toxic full stop. Maybe we just don't like non-skateboarders. But again, part of the contradictory nature of it is that skateboarding is also incredibly loving and embracing of other true skateboarders or what it calls true skateboarders, which again is a contradictory nature because what one person calls a true skateboarder, another person may not because everybody has their own ideas about what makes a true skateboarder, which is another interesting point and another potentially interesting uh, podcast in and of itself. But the, the contradictory nature that I'm looking at here is this proposition that that skateboarding is, is both toxic and embracing and encouraging. And it is, it is, it is toxic. It is totally toxic towards people who come in with false ideas because because we've had to because because they're wrong because they're wrong and in this day and age where you're not allowed to tell somebody that they're wrong uh, that gets defined as being toxic as opposed to just somebody going oh I'm wrong oh thank you I shall I shall I shall try and do it correctly you know if you play tennis and the ball lands outside of the line and you say, I, I want a point for that. And the empire says, no, no, it landed outside the line. You're, 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 you're playing outside of the rules as defined by tennis. Then you don't call the empire, the umpire toxic. You don't call your opponent toxic. You just didn't do it right. But because skateboarding allegedly, there you go. Here's another contradictory nature, but we'll, we'll, maybe, I'll, maybe there's four points then. Because allegedly there's no rules in skateboarding, but there absolutely totally is. Because there's no official rule book, when somebody comes with their bright, I knew bright ideas about skateboarding, and they've only been skateboarding two minutes, and some of the older guys or more experienced people go, mm, no, that's not how it is. Apparently, we're toxic. Because we're saying, no, that's not how it is. You've got it wrong. You're just, you're just, you're simply wrong. We don't dislike you, but we're just telling you that you're wrong and that um, you might want to adjust your perception of skateboarding because you're, you, you haven't picked up the subtle nuances of it yet. Not the physical act but the cultural aspects or the rules of it. So uh, at the same time, the, and here's the contradiction of it, I also know full well there was a time, and maybe it's still the same, maybe it's not, where I'd have no problem going to any other skate park and I know that I would meet people that I would become friends with and it would be fine and I'd have a good session 
and I would leave that part with some new absolute best friends who I might never see again or who I might go and skate with again uh, because skateboarding is very embracing of other skateboarders when you meet somebody and you kind of know that like oh yeah they're another skateboarder they're really they're into this in the same way that, that I am or in a in a slightly different subtle way subtly different way than I'm into it but still there's some connection there they still you know they, they are they are what one might call a true skateboarder then um, then there's a great deal of connection and a great deal of embracing and a great deal of uh, acceptance and it's not toxic in the slightest uh, when when that happens it's not toxic in any way um, but it absolutely is toxic when people try to bring new ideas which aren't really necessarily part of the paradigm of skateboarding which does actually lead me on to a fourth one which I didn't have in my notes and I wasn't necessarily going to talk about but or because I hadn't thought of it but I've just realized absolutely exists which is this contradictory nature of I love skateboarding man it's so free and there's no rules and there's nobody to tell me what to do and yet you realize after a while it absolutely is full of rules there's loads of rules and in fact because they are unwritten rules they are adhered to a lot more strictly than anything that's written down because anything that's written down you can kind of rebel against anything that's that's kind of in the nature of it anything that's unwritten anything that's held by the elders the elders of skateboarding which kind of do and don't exist again another contradictory nature of skateboarding that like it belongs to the elders and it doesn't it does and it doesn't maybe it belongs to the youth maybe it doesn't maybe it belongs to the next generation that are coming through maybe it belongs to the previous generation who knows maybe it's both maybe it's neither you know maybe another contradictory nature of skateboarding is that there is no skateboarding there's only your skateboarding and my skateboarding and those two things are two very different things and that neither of them right is right and neither of them's wrong but what is a very clear obvious contradictory nature of skateboarding is that on the one hand there's allegedly no rules and on the other hand anyone who's been doing it a little while will be able to testify if they really search honestly within themselves and in the environment around them and at their local skate park they know full well that it's full of rules it is full of rules there are very strict rules there's a very strict etiquette to how you use a skate park unless you want to suffer from the toxic nature of skateboarding and have the people around you at the skate park shun you because you haven't followed those rules you know it's very clear that there's very strict rules about dress codes and about the tricks you're supposed to be doing and nobody ever talks about this stuff because of course everybody wants to perpetuate the industry wants to perpetuate the idea that it's free and there's no rules because of course that helps them to sell more skateboards and nobody wants to and nobody wants to talk about the idea that like no I dress however I want no you don't you dress according to the latest fashions of course you do look at you look at you for God's sake even even the look that you're going for which is the look of someone who doesn't follow fashions is a fashion in and of itself that you have carefully crafted don't BS us 
we know full well that you are carefully crafting the I don't care, I'm just wearing whatever I want look. Like, no you're not, no you're not at all. So, um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's full of contradictions. And it's, uh, it's absolutely full of contradictions. And it's full of, it's, it's full of subtleties and nuances that have to be adhered to. And if you don't adhere to them, well, no, you don't have to adhere to any of them, actually. You don't have to adhere to, you don't have to do anything. Again, that's another contradiction. That, 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 that there might well be rules, but that doesn't mean to say you have to follow them or do anything about them or adhere to them, because you absolutely don't. Uh, you just, uh, you, can, you can break the rules or not break the rules. You can follow the rules or not follow the rules. Any of it is entirely up to you. Uh, as per usual, I'm not really trying to necessarily get at anything or give an answer or, or tell you that I know anything more than you do. Maybe I'm just trying, maybe I'm just interested in some straight, honest talking about skateboarding and the way that it is. And that it, uh, and that these things exist in skateboarding and nobody wants to talk about them. Like I say, nobody wants to talk about them from the industry point of view because they won't sell more skateboards. Because that's what the industry is interested in doing, is selling more skateboards. And nobody necessarily wants to talk about it from the media. And I love the British media, don't get me wrong. I love everything that like Companion and Vague and North and, uh, and Skatewine and all these different things do. And Science versus Life and all these different media outlets. I love everything that they're doing. If, however, they're trying to make money, then of course they have a vested interest in some of these things but I know that they do also they do talk about some of these real things I don't have any sponsors I don't have an energy drink that I'm trying to keep happy I don't have a shoe sponsor that I'm trying to keep happy I don't have a board company that I'm trying to keep happy I'm lucky that I can say whatever I want I also don't have hundreds of thousands of followers that I have to like keep happy as well I there's, there's, it's basically just me speaking into a device and I'll be lucky if anybody listens to it because who cares? Which is both beautiful and freeing uh, and mildly depressing at some times. And that's the contradictory nature of what I do. But yes, I thought that today's episode, today's little speech could be about um, the contradictory nature of skateboarding uh, and, um, and, and that, and this and that. And that is entirely what it's about. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, getting this far, because that's uh, 34 minutes of your life you won't get back. But if you're interested in anything that I'm saying, if you've got an opinion about it, then feel free to share it, uh, leave a comment or whatever, uh, because we all know that the algorithms love that. I may or may not listen, I may or may not reply. Other people might do. There's nothing like arguing with uh, people on the internet people seem to love that so I don't know on the other hand you could turn this rubbish off and actually go and do some skateboarding I would highly recommend that every time but uh, yeah thank you and maybe speak soon cheers and bye bye you're listening to the skateboarding show you dance breeds you dance breeds you dance breeds <laughs>